welcome to the Listen In Podcast. It is episode 134. You have Sean and Jake in your ears for another episode. Uh, we have an interesting one for you guys this week. We're talking about new Kurt Vile, and we have a fun draft of our favorite music years of all time in honor of the NBA coming back, Jake. We're both going to have a starting five of music years. I'm, I'm excited for this. I As I you'll hear on the uh, pre-show, if you listen, which you don't. Um, you should, because it's funny. Yeah, I, we talked about space. Yeah. Um, and we talked about some other stuff, some nonsense. It's a lot of nonsense. Um, I'm excited for this, and I am very unprepared. That's okay, because Jake, I'm actually pretty prepared. <laughs> I sat down this morning and was like, I'm going to write out notes and i'm gonna have thoughts and i'm gonna copy and paste some lyrics into this and i'm you know i'm gonna do my fucking job <laughs> just kidding well, dude l- listen i didn't have a chance but here's the thing i i feel like we once we get rolling it'll be fun oh, we'll get into oh, the absolutely. debate of things you'll absolutely. mop the floor with me we'll yeah, make absolutely. it a competition yes yes it'll be fun yes it'll be unspoken and awkward and uncomfortable for all of us and like after the episode ends we'll be like okay let's not talk about how like we got kind of mad at each other during that I feel draft like, i feel like that stuff used to happen with our friend group with like being competitive about things yeah. like spike ball comes to mind we would get like sort of mad too mad yeah and now i think we've just there's no pretense of of caring about any sort of competition really let alone uh, things at all yeah exactly so. exactly here is something i do care about jake okay um this new kurt vile album mm. it's called bottle it in um I've been loving this. I have fallen head over heels in love with this album, Jake. And believe it or not, this might sneakily be my favorite Kurt Vile album now. Wow. It re- it really might be. I can't say I expected that. So I like- did not expect this either. Because I when I heard there was a new Kurt Vile album coming out in 2018, I was like, okay, what else can this dude do that's really going to like impress me or grab my attention when... You know, as good as Believe I'm Going Down was, I thought was kind of a retread of his past stuff, which I also really like. But this one came around, man, and I was just, it's perfect walking outside during the fall music because it kind of just like meanders and goes. Very, very mellow. But there's all, it's all vibe. But there's also real some really good like jam moments on here. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh there's really funny moments as well. So yeah, I didn't I didn't totally expect this, but you know, I was very impressed. I've been enjoying it too. It it is Kurt Vile at his I think Kurt Vileiest. Yeah. He yeah. is uh, and, and like that is uh made evident by the length of the album. It's a it's a not so lean hour and eighteen. I will say it doesn't feel that long. No, though. and it's and it. I'd say for the most part sustains itself it through that runtime. I think on a recent listen, I felt like the last ten minute track, Skinny Mini, maybe not totally. See, that's one vital that um, I actually like how long that one goes. Okay, I do. I like the jam on that one. Um, so I, I wanted to circle back to some of those funny moments, Jake. Well, actually, here here's the thing. One of the reasons why, or maybe the reason why I think this is actually my favorite Kurt Vile album is that he seems really comfortable with who he is and specifically the music that he's making. He is kind of, he's very self-referential on this album. 
like he has multiple times where he's just like i got a thing for repetition or like i'm just playing my music he's like on one trick ponies in particular um he has this line this is like a funny he does this and i'd give my left never mind mm-hmm. for it's, i was oh, laughing dude, at that today like, and he does that throughout the whole song well and he has songs on this album about like he's like all my friends are in their 30s and like yeah. raising kids. Yeah, all my friends I'm just are out raising wild. kids. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm still raising hell. Yeah, like yeah, all ra- that Raising stuff. hell, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but he goes, and I'd give my left, never mind, yeah, yeah. for one big synchronized smile. Some are one-trick ponies, but so am I. He's like kind of just being like, yeah, like this is my one speed, and I'm going to keep doing it. And that whole song is kind of about how I'm a one-trick pony. There's a lot of one-trick ponies out there. That's okay. We we love them anyways. And I feel as though that has to be, if this is going to be your Kurt Vile album of choice, that has to be why. Yes. Because it's not like it's some innovation of his no, sound. No, It's not it, him pushing what he can no. do, pushing the limits, or like, it's not like, oh shit, like this is Kurt Vile's masterpiece. No, it's more just like, he's so comfortable being Kurt Vile. It's an acceptance. You can just live in it. And it's totally fine. And you know what? This this line too, when he goes, some are one-trick ponies, but so am I. Round him up into a mixed bag bundle of love now. Yeah. Just like, yeah, that's so Kurt Vile. Just is. be like, you know, I got these tunes. Some of these other guys have their, their stuff too. He's like, we can all just be one-trick ponies. It's fine. Because you know what you can do? Listen to all of us. It's all love. It's all just music, guys. I dig it. It's a very hippie, dippy sort of sentiment, and that is like where he's at. That's yeah, his thing. Man. He's like, and he like, kind of like always has been. He has, and he's I like, really think he's just embraced it. He's like, I'm gonna grow my hair forever. Oh my god, yeah, and yeah. just play my guitar, yep. dude. There's some, there's some really cool like gems on here, and some really interesting uh, riffs. I think uh, rolling with the flow, rolling with the flow is awesome. Such a cool groove. Um, I was really enjoying mutinies early. um bass backwards is obviously really cool yeah um yeah man like i i've been enjoying it too i I don't know that like i mean i see your reasons for saying it's your favorite kurt vile album for me i think i'll probably always end up going back to smoke ring oh yeah but absolutely but but i get it for sure because so i think smoke ring is technically better what's what do you call technically though it's like you know what i mean yeah, like he's, true. he's probably a better guitar player now yeah that yeah even though he was good then like that album scrappier and it kind of depends on what you want like i think smoke ring has more straightforward just songs yeah like there's no extended 10 minute jams there's three of them on this album and that's something kurt vile has fallen into over, over time, time. Yeah, he's absolutely. realized i think with like i think the turning point for that was waking yeah pretty days yeah Absolutely. Where he was like, okay, like he had like a couple. W- Waken, the opening track was like eight minutes. That song remains like perfect. By it's the way. so good. I listened to to Waking um, the other day. I fell into kind of a Kurt Vile hole, and I have to say, as good as that song is, it it's it's head and shoulders better than the rest of that album. I think. Yeah, I, it I, has fallen for me over time. I never was totally in love with that yeah. album as much as I wanted I was to be. when it first came out, but over time, I've I've soured on it a little bit yeah i it's interesting because with kurt vile when i'm listening to this album i'm sort of like okay he's doing this kurt vile sound or okay he's doing that one like there's the kind of strummy yes stonery nine ten minute like i'm gonna 
that's awkward. Yeah, I'm gonna play yeah. some meandering guitar yep. solos over it and kind of like, and like, kind of, you know, just sing like whatever. <laughs> yep. There's also the ones where he's like, he has that crunchy tone yeah. on his guitar. It's like his puppet to the man songs, yeah. where it's like, all right, he's doing like kind of like a yep. Stones yep. era, like um, sticky fingers type of yep. sound, but a little more laid back. And he kind of just uses those tones for the most part. He does. And then he has sort of the more like the quicker riffier songs like like um th- what's that one I just mentioned earlier rolling with the flow I think is rolling with like the flow that. um I would say loading zones is kind of like that too yep. loading zones reminds me of like it kind of reminds me of uh, a f- slightly faster more upbeat waking on a pretty days yeah um and I really like the sentiment of that song where he's like I'm just walking around my town and like live in life like and, and Kurt I feel like with this album too even from the album cover which Bad Radio we're looking at it now yeah like it's just like he, with his this album and the last one he's just like dropped all pretense oh I know he's like the cover is just me and a fucking guitar with this goofy look on my face and just like a, yeah like a kind of a dumb smile and yep. like I don't really care I do like how they styled this album very 70s oh yeah it has this cool sort of like 70s art border around the photo and this cool font and they even added this little like kind of fade where yeah or like the record would be would yeah have been. It, it's really really cool like um, a man born in the wrong era oh my god i know this dude how? would have been a superstar if he were like making music in the 70s isn't that actually kind of crazy it is like this dude if alive in the 60s or 70s would have been re- probably really famous yeah i know I know. And, like, but, if you mention his name to the average person now... No fucking clue. People would not know who that is. The thing is, though, he doesn't exist as Kurt Vile unless all of those people from the 60s and 70s existed first. That's true, but, like, where did those people get their spirit? Like, yeah, I think that's a good point. It also is, like, a kind of person that's in some a good, ways. That's a good point. Um, I did want to reference some of the other funny moments on here. In particular, on Check Baby, <laughs> I, I think... Uh, that song, first of all, is a jam, and it's actually my favorite on here. Oh, really? Um, okay. That and Loading Zones are my two favorite songs. Uh, and he has, like, three really funny lyrics. He keeps referencing he's in a whale of a pickle uh, on this song. And uh, he talks about there ain't no jive-talking turkey, man. Yeah. And he talks about how uh, he's going to run like chickens from the dickens when he meets the devil or something like that. And then my maybe my favorite, favorite funny moment on this is actually the fade-out of this song where he's kind of just, you can tell he's just kind of riffing on like the dumb shit he's been saying the whole time. And he goes like, when I said I was in, in my element... I meant I was in a whale of a pickle. And, like, it just... He's like, I'm gonna do this crazy Dylan, like, like scat poetry. Yeah. Just, like, I'm gonna say dumb, crazy shit. And it's really funny. It's interesting, though, because he... What I think is so interesting, and he kind of documents this on, I, I think, Skinny Mini. Um, first of all, it's a very Dylan move. Yeah. The false start. Yes. He starts the oh, song. Oh, I love that And moment. you hear him start to sing, she's a damn old muskrat. She, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She's thing. a sweet-talking lady, baby. Fuck. And then, yeah. like, he goes into it again. And yeah. really, what's, it, he has to know how funny it is, how many adjectives he's stringing <laughs> Dude, together. I know. I know. She's a sweet little rascal muskrat. That's like what I do bean. to Sadie. Yeah. But, or, uh, my, my dog, you know. I'll just be like, what's up, Sadie, baby, lady, baby? Yeah, and like, just like... The first several times yeah. I heard it, I, like... 
I mean, I, I, you can't help but laugh. And like, what's what's interesting is that I think, I mean, maybe we more than anybody, given that we take music seriously enough to record ourselves talking yeah. about it, are conditioned that to kind of think music has to be serious. Right. So when I hear this stuff for the first, second, third time, I'm like, I always have an immediate reaction where I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I'm comfortable with yeah, that being yeah. as silly as it is. Yep. And then over time, like, I kind of can get down with and it. More so than with any less serious album. Um, and there's serious moments on here, but I think I, lately I've just been very open to this vibe mm -hmm. um, of just like, I'm not going to take it that seriously. It's perfect fall music. It's yeah. just like, I'm digging the vibe. And that is why I've enjoyed it so much and why I think this might be my favorite Kurt Vile album at, at the moment. Another thing I was thinking about earlier is that I could see this being a great album to have on CD and like just have it yes. in your car. Don't think too hard about nope. where you are on the track nope. list. Like you might get back in the car after you drove somewhere yep. and you're heading back home and you're on track eight. Well, that that's what I've been doing though when I listen this past week is I've just been like, oh, I feel like hearing Check Baby. Yeah. And then, oh, that might flow into a couple other songs. Or, oh, I haven't heard the first three tracks in a bit. Let me put those on and just maybe I'll listen halfway through and then go to the end and like. Well. That, that's that's what this album lends itself to. And it's long enough where, like, today I listened at work, broken up by a bunch of meetings, and it was, like, a situation where I, it took me basically all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, I would listen to it in a 20-minute in a spurt, and yep. I'd have to go, and then 25 yep. minutes, 10 minutes. Yep. exactly. And, like, sometimes it would just be a song. Yeah, because it's, like, they're 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been really, really enjoying this album. Uh, Jake, did you listen to anything else new this week? That was pretty much all I had for uh, for hot thoughts. I'll take a quick peek at the old spreadsheet, but I don't think. Let's. Stay I mean, on. I did. I did check out that new that Saint Vincent rework of Mass Seduction, Mass Education. Yeah. Um, it was fine. It, I don't really have anything to say. I, I, I would. I would like to give a shout. I know we talked about it already, but I think sometimes when we talk the first weekend, we don't get enough yeah. love. I actually have been really, really digging the Adrian Linker. I have to Linker. Um, I, I have Kiss to. Album. That's a great album. Um. It has only grown on me, and I've been really in the mood to listen to it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it, it's it's truly beautiful, and she's like, I think she's kind of a a really special songwriter. I agree. The way she is able to string melodies together yeah. uh, is very impressive. And they are strung together in ways that the first couple times you listen, they're not immediately there. Yeah. But you know, you're like, oh, give this a few more listens, and I know this is going to be a, an earworm, you know? And that's the same way it was for every bit, for the first two Big Thief albums as well. Yeah, and she, I think, is a pretty good guitar player in terms of, like, the way she played, I think, sort of finger-style, plucked guitar. Um, and, yeah, I always appreciate what she does with melodies. There's one that took me a while to come around on, but I kind of have it, it, it out of your mind, where she does this really dissonant, like truly odd melodic move and the first time i heard it it was jarringly yeah it like it it's sort of out of key until you realize like what she's doing yeah i know what you're talking about um yeah. uh and that that has grown on me and yeah man like i've been just in on listening to this album it's another it's good fall too. listen oh, it's a yeah. good like rainy day yes fall listen. i listened to this uh while taking a bath uh, oh, a dude. week or two ago. You're living your truth. I really am. I really, really am. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, so I've been really liking that too. And I just wanted to give a quick shout out to, to that Brockhampton album. Yeah. Iridescence. I've been listening to that quite a bit as well. Um, Jake, let's get to the meat 
of our discussion today, though. Let's, let's get, get into, into uh, In honor of the NBA being back, let's both draft our starting five for music years. Now, no. okay. this is basically going to mean, like, we are trying to craft the best five years. So... For example, so we're not we're not ascribing them to positions, are we? No, not necessarily. It would be too hard. It'd be too hard, um, and would like make no sense. It wouldn't really make sense. I think that's one layer of abstraction too far. It is. It is. We could make it happen, but we're not going to. I think that's that's too much. Uh, but basically, we can't. The one rule is we can't pick the same. So we can't both be like, oh, nineteen, you know, sixty nine or whatever. We both pick it. We yeah. can't do that. Okay. So it's kind of like yep, I like it. We're drafting here against each other, trying to craft our best five. And the way I kind of imagined it, Jake, was if you... We sort of did this before, kind of like Desert Island years. Yep. But, like, we have our teams going up against each other. So it's like you get five years to pick from. Okay. And these are the only albums you can listen to for the rest of your life. I like that, and I... Okay, I'm ready to go. Okay. And, and so, okay. as determined in the pre-show, yes. I get first pick. Yes, you do. Based on the coin toss, Tales Never Fails, yes. listeners. Um, so, I don't know if this is where you would have gone with it, but what I'm actually going to take is 1966. I I wanted 1966 bad, 1966. Jake. That was my number one overall pick it's the one from I th- the 60s. It's the one I thought about all day. <sighs> That's a great pick. That was the one I wanted from the 60s, and it probably would have been my first pick, too. 1966 has Revolver, Blonde on Blonde, Pet Sounds, Freak Out uh, by Zappa and the Mothers of Invention, Aftermath by the Rolling Stones, Sounds of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel, Mamas and the Papas, If You Can Believe Your Eyes and Ears, Cream's first album. So, in terms of, like, my personal tastes and albums that are important to me, yep. it has, like, true tentpole albums absolutely that are both incredible influential considered great and great to me i i am 100 with you there i it, wish i could have stolen it it's just enough psychedelic it's just enough pop yep it's a nice little melt Here, I, i'm, I'm going gonna first? i'm gonna see your 1966 jake and uh i'm gonna raise you 1969 actually while Whoa. in my opinion i don't think it's quite as good as 66 i think the peak of 66 is maybe better than the peak of 69. What I lack in the heights I make up for in consistency, though. Listen to this. It's unbelievable. You get Led Zeppelin 1 and 2. This is a true meld of... Eras. Of what is going yes. to become the 70s with the 60s. Yes. So and get, is maybe a more consistent pick. You get Zeppelin 1 and 2. You get Abbey Road. You get Let It Bleed by the Rolling Stones. You get Green River by Creedence Clearwater Revival. You get Tommy by The Who. You get In the Court of the Crimson King by King Crimson, which I've actually never listened to. Neither have so I. that'd be great but for me. To, I'd be like, hey, hey, I got 1969 on my team. I can listen to King Crimson. You have Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere by Neil Young. Ooh. That's a great example of shifting eras. Yeah. You're moving from the Beatles and the Rolling Stones dominating to like these heavy hard rock bands in Zeppelin and... Um, to an extent, definitely uh, Neil Young as well. It, Godfather of Grunge with with that record. Getting, um, yeah, getting Abbey Road is huge, and having the mix of you get some Zeppelin in there, mm-hmm. you get some Beatles in there, you get Stones in there, you got a lot of releases of classic albums by bands who really matter, and Tommy, which yep. you can rediscover exactly. And also, to... not for nothing, Jake, I'm, I'm getting. In under the radar Dylan album year in Nashville Skyline. Yep. So I, I I like that. So I'm taking 1969 first overall. Okay. Uh, my second overall pick, Sean, 
1977. Great pick. Great choice. Um, and in 1977, you get a big transitional year. Listen to this, this, this run alone. These first three here. Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Low by David Bowie. Mm. Marquee Moon by Television. Yep. Nevermind the Bullock. Sex Pistols. Asia by Steely Dan, which I've come to love. Yep. Rocket to Russia by the Ramones. Um, you also get Animals by Pink Floyd, which is massive for me. The Clash's first album. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look for a couple more. That, that's a great year. A Murderer's Row and a real transition point of the 70s. It really, really is. Uh, I'm jealous because that was going to be my next pick. Well, yeah, we're bouncing back. I we really are. Oh, oh, we're going. 1969 would have been one of Blow for blow here, Jake. That's right. Uh, okay, so I'm going to have to... You know what I'm going to do? Um, I'm going to throw kind of a wild card in Let's here. Let's hear it. I'm actually going to take the year 2010. Ooh, okay, give let's me, hear it. Give me 2010. Let's hear it. Because you are getting my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which may very well be, if not the best album of the decade, in the top three. Yep. Um, one of the best albums of the century. One of the best rap albums of all time. Dude, this is such a big year for so, us, too. And, and, and so, I think... A lot of people would be like, oh, really, 2010, when there's so many other classic years on the board? This is kind of a nostalgia pick for me, kind of a contemporary, like, this is what I'm all about and what I listen to. So much of this formed my musical listening now. You get that uh, High Violet by The National, Jake, which is my favorite record by them, one of my favorite records of all time. You get The Wild Hunt by uh-huh. Tallest Man on Earth. The Monitor by Titus Andronicus. That's big. The Suburbs by Arcade Fire. Teen Dream by Beach House, Halcyon Digest by Deer Hunter. And I think there's kind of a second tier that starts to develop in 2010 where you have Contra by Vampire Weekend, The Age of Ads by Sufjan Stevens, Crazy For You by Best Coast, that Tiger's Jaw Pizza album, Mm -hmm. uh, Brothers by The Black Keys. You get that uh, first Wild Nothing record too, Gemini. You have The Winter of Mixed Drinks by uh, Frightened Rabbit falling in oh wait no you don't um get that sorry that that was regardless it's a massive year oh no that is 2010 sorry this is happening by lcd sound system this is happening congratulations by mgmt like that was nine uh no that was technically 10 that that came out really 10 yes it did it did that was early 10 um so that's a loaded year i'm taking 2010 off the board and i'm i'm happy with 2010 and there's probably a lot of stuff out there that i didn't mention that i could still discover okay um so I'm at my third pick, yep. and because it's such a strong year and it's still on the board, even though it will not add to the diversity of my lineup, yep. I'm going to take 1965. It's a good one, and I considered it for my next pick as well. It's a good one. and It's top-heavy, though. Yeah, it's top-heavy, and but it has a couple that are really important to me also. Like So you got Rubber Soul, Bring It All Back Home, and yeah. Highway 61 Revisited, yeah. and Help. So you get yeah. two massive Beatle albums, two massive Bob Dylan albums. That's that's the that's what I mean about it being top heavy. But those are uh, unimpeachable. You also get two Rolling Stones albums, one of which I believe had Satisfaction on it. Um, you also get John Coltrane, Love well, Supreme, yep. which is a very important album to me. Yep. Um, and then from there, yeah, to your to your argument, it does fall off a bit. Yep. But those albums are so foundational to me, it would be tough not to acknowledge them in some way. You know what else you get, Jake? 
What's Vince that? Guaraldi Trio, Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, dude. Which is, uh, I didn't even notice yeah. that. That's a massive yeah. deal to me. So that's a big get for you. What I considered doing, but I realized it was too hardo jazz person to pick, is yeah. I almost took 1959. But it doesn't, that, be, that's, it would be stupid. That's limiting. That's so limiting. There's, like, every, like, five or six of the best jazz it's albums It's the of definition, all time. because you are forfeiting any rock and pop, basically. Yeah, except, so like, maybe like, you get, like, an Elvis Yeah, one, yeah like, but, like, curiosity. it's not the fucking Beatles. It's no. not two Beatles no. records and you in can't, one year. you can't waste a year no, on it. Absolutely if I have a starting That's 10, maybe I pick it 10th. Pick. Uh, okay, Jake. Um, since you are slowly but surely scooping up the best years in the 60s, um... I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna press my advantage in the in the 2010s here. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to take 2016. Okay. Um, I thought 2016 was incredibly strong, um, and I think the... as time goes by, we're going to look back at this as yeah. as one of the strongest years because Jake, you get Frank Ocean, Blonde, and Endless. And Endless, all in one year. You're getting Bonnie Vare, 22 a million, Pine Grove, Cardinal. Hamilton Lighthouse in Rostam, I Had a Dream That You Were Mine, Car Seat Headrest, Camp Cope, David Bowie, Black Star, yep. Jeff Rosenstock, Worry. And then you get the emo onslaught of Modern Baseball, Holy Ghost. You get Pup with The Dream Is Over, The Hotel Year. Frightened Rabbit put out a record that year. So did Joyce Manor. Mitski put out a great record, Puberty 2. And then Jake, you're getting Life of Pablo. You know what else you're getting on here? A moon-shaped pool by Radiohead. Oh, well, You're getting some... Not, and you, I've always said... You've done yourself no service then. But evidently. however, however, Jake, I'll have plenty of time to listen because I'm limited to 2016 and I'll find a way to love it. You also get views, Jake, mm -hmm. from that year. Mm -hmm. you, Jenny Haval, Blood Bitch, a Dive album, a Chance the Rapper album. You're starting to do the the Bill Simmons thing he does where he'll like he'll talk about a team's starting lineup Yep. It'll be like Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, and then he's like Daniel Tice, yep. and he's saying all the same, all the names with exactly the same amount of energy. <laughs> what Blood I'm... Bitch doesn't have the same energy <laughs> as like, these other ones. I know. Too. Okay, what I'm saying here though, I think Jake, I'm just joking. On 2016 is it's an incredibly deep year because I'm looking at like what I consider like lesser albums that came out this year. Oh, I got the the no name record Telephone that came out. Oh, what's this? I have. A Wild Beasts album, Boy mm -hmm. King. Mm -hmm. Not one of their best, but it's still a fun album. Touche Amore, Stage 4, the Preoccupations record. Solange, A Seat at the Table. Like, I'll maybe spend some more time with that. It's a deep-ass year. You also get Leonard Cohen's last album. There's a lot to love here. Okay. Um, and I think it has enough classics in Frank Ocean and a couple of those other ones that I mentioned that it holds up on an all-time scale, yeah. but it's deep enough where you're still going to get a lot of enjoyment. You've taken the ones where if I was going to go 2010s, yes. I would have taken yes. them. Uh, so I'm actually going to diversify my portfolio okay. here a little bit, Sean. I'm going to take from a decade neither of us have taken from. I'm going to go 1994. A good, a good pick. Um, Very good pick. 1994 is actually massive yep. and has some, to your point on the uh, your last selection, some room for growth for me. Yep. So like... MTV Unplugged by Nirvana, uh, Definitely Maybe Oasis, Dookie by Green Day, Park Life by Blur, mm -hmm. Never Listened, The Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails, Only Listened Once Ever, Illmatic yeah. by Nas, Only Listened Once, Vitalogy by Pearl Jam, Have Only Listened Once, yep. uh, The Division Bell by Pink Floyd has always been considered like a nice late album thing from That's them. That's right. You get The Blue Album from Weezer, you get Mellow Gold from Beck, mm -hmm. you get Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain from Pavement, which is one of my favorites. Um, 
some Alice in Chains in there. Jeff Buckley, which I've never listened to, that Jeff yeah. Buckley album. And, Sean, uh, Ready to Die by Notorious B.I.G., mm. which is a nice little crossover into an album I'd like to enjoy as much as uh, its reputation. So get a little bit of rap in there. That yep. first Offspring album, which is like the best-selling indie record of all I know. time. Yeah. Um, so I, I think 1994 That's a great is a solid... It's a, it Diversifies yep. the, the lineup a little bit. Uh, now, since I've, I've taken so much from the 2010s already, my, my other target in the 2010s was 2012. I that's that's lesser i think compared to the ones i got okay i was also considering that 2007 range yep. that has uh some really strong indie records like person pitch and in rainbows and uh boxer by the national strawberry jam but i think i'm gonna go with 1971 jake Ooh, so i can get some more classics get. in here 71 here. has records such as led zeppelin 4 yeah uh, we have Who's Next by The Who, Sticky Fingers by The Rolling Stones, Hunky, Hunky Dory. Dory by David Bowie, even L.A. Woman by The Doors, uh, which I think is their second best album behind The Doors. And granted, The Doors have not aged well. No, but... I'll take L.A. Woman coming off the bench. You know what else I'll take, Jake? Tapestry by Carole King. Yeah. What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. These are records that... They have room for growth. I Exactly. That I have not worn out yet. And that is why I would not take 2007 because so many of those albums are just ones I kind of grew up with. Mm -hmm. And I think there's lots of room for discovery for me with uh, 1971. For example, there's a riot going on by Sly and the Family Stone. It's supposed to be amazing. Never listened to it. Metal by Pink Floyd as well. Um, you're also getting Blue by Joni Mitchell, Jake. Yeah. And you're getting Ram by Paul McCartney, my favorite McCartney album. 1971 is what I wanted next, so a good pick by you. Um, and now I'm like kind of scrambling to yeah. figure out my next pick. God damn, man. Like I... A, Surf's up by the Beach Boys, Jake. I know, Jake. I know. A big part of me wants oh. to take another 60s year. I don't think I will. For the sake of that's boring, I th I think. What well, I'm, which one? Which one would you take? If, 68. 68. or sixty seven? Sixty seven. Yeah, you, you can't like, go wrong you with can't either. Go wrong. You can't either go of wrong. them could be the the star player on your team. Yeah. But if I'm gonna have 65, 66, 67, that's a little yep. much. Um, ooh, hold on, hold on, hold the phone. What might I do? Ooh, yes. Okay, I think. Let me make sure it's not gone. Okay. I think I'm going to take 1979. I was going to take that one next. God damn it. My other choice, I was starting to look around at other 2000s Son of years. a bitch. Most of them were top heavy. Um, like for a hot second there, Sean, I considered 2009. Not enough. No, there's not. No, because Vecatimist, you think it is. Yeah, and there's not enough. There's not. Vecatimist. Meriwether Post. Meriwether Post. Then what? Bit of Orca? Wolfgang yeah. Amadeus Phoenix? Uh, yeah. I, the I XX's don't know. first album? No thanks. No. I'm going to take 1979. You get London Calling. That's a big hit for that, you. That or one of, if not my favorite album of all time. Unknown Pleasures by Joy Division. Maybe I'd discover yeah. something. The Wall by Pink Floyd. Sean, I'm a massive Pink Floyd fan. And trust tree, I have never I listened to The Wall. I know. I love Pink Floyd. I still have that in my future. I know. Um,. That's Bref a nice get. <laughs> this is this is definitely a Simmons thing. We Breakfast in America by Super <laughs> Tramp, which has hits on it. <laughs> it does. It does. Highway to Hell 
by uh, ACDC. Yeah. Damn the Torpedoes by Tom Petty. Yeah. Um, Off the Wall by Michael Jackson, which I like better than Thriller. I have yeah, enjoyed listening that's a to good it more one. than Thriller. Um, let me see. I'm looking around here. You've uh, also Tusk. Um, yeah. So you have like some. I, I think it's this a nice transitional pick for period. you. Is a great potential pick. Yep. This is a draft. Pick it's a prospect that is. You're taking a flyer on them. You're you're like you know what we kind well, of have our, our big three already. We have our starting lineup. Where this is a, this is an athletic wing yeah. that could grow over time. Well, and they have they have the, I know the foundations there. Entertainment by Gang of Four, which yeah, I've like tried right, before. Right. So I've had some dalliances with some of these yep. albums. Yep. Um, <laughs> Back to the Egg by Paul McCartney, probably considered one of his worst albums. Also, you get Lodger by Bowie, which is part of that's a nice that, album. That late the, the 70s, Berlin trilogy, Berlin right? Trilogy, yeah, probably. Yeah. Maybe the least noteworthy of his of his uh, Berlin trilogy. True, but you know what? I don't feel bad. So my starting five before um, your last pick here. Yes. What do you have? Uh, I have 1966, 1977, 1965, 1994, and 1979. Okay. Okay. That's that's really really good. I feel like that that that's really they're good. they're winning at least a three P. Oh, at at the very least. Yeah. Um, what sucks though, Jake, is my team's gonna have a five P. Okay, um, good. I'm glad that my this final... unmeasurable thing is gonna have a five P. <laughs> my final pick here, uh, Jake, I'm going with 1991. Mm. Um, so you have Nevermind by Nirvana. You have Loveless, like you just mentioned. Actune Baby mm. by U2, which you know that maybe that's one that grows on me over time. Out of Time by REM. Blood Sugar Sex Magic by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, a couple a couple uh, staple Guns N' Roses albums here, Jake. Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. You get you get the you get both of them. But check this out. You have 10 by Pearl Jam. So okay. you you're hitting you're hitting your grunge stuff here. You're hitting on some of the best rock bands of the 90s. Um there's also a lot of rap here that I have never experienced. So like A Tribe Called Quest, you have The Low End Theory, which is supposed to be Amazing. It's amazing, yeah. Um, so you have that. You also have a few other rap ones here. Like you have Public Enemy, um, Apocalypse 91. Uh, you have an NWA album. Um, so this one, I think, is a little more light on all-time favorites for me. But there's a lot of room to grow here. Like this Massive Attack album, Blue Lines, is supposed to be amazing. Yeah. Um, there's a Teenage Fan Club album that's supposed to be really good here. These are prospect picks. Yeah, for these you. are these are all flyers that that we're looking at. There's a Slow Dive album just for a day that came mm -hmm. out there. So I feel like there's lots of good stuff here that I just maybe haven't discovered that I would have the opportunity to do. So I'm taking 1991 I off like the it. strength of, you know, it's a little bit top heavy, but there's a lot of opportunity to grow there. So I'm taking 91. I, other years just, cause I just, what I did yeah. just now was I just searched year albums yep. and just like kept doing that other years that I didn't end up picking, but like kind of spent a second considering include 1968. Yep. 1997. Yeah. 97 has room for growth. Yeah, it does. Because you got Homogenic by Bjork, which I've never listened to that much. Um, OK Computer. Yeah. After that, like the Spiritualized album, um, The Boatman's Call. Which yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't listened to. Um, I also considered 71, which you got. Um, I took a look at 2001. It's not as good as not you great. think. It's not great. You, I, basically, you know what's interesting is when I thought 2000s, I immediately jumped to 2001 thinking for some reason it would be all classics. It's really not. It's spare, sparse. It is. There's like some big ones. You get like, is this it, obviously. 
But then you get like Amnesiac by Radiohead, White Blood Cells by the White Stripes. Those like are, those are both they're good, good albums. albums. They're good albums, but it's like, what else am I like? But what are like, my other favorites? You're missing those by a year. I also right. considered 2003, 2004. There wasn't enough body of work in 04. So if you had to pick one player coming off the bench, your sixth man. Okay. I'm picking 2007. Um, because I need a consistent scorer off the bench that I can rely on. Like, let's say 1991 poops the bed. Yeah. I need my sixth man to come in with In Rainbows by Radiohead, Person Pitch by Panda Bear, Neon Bible by Arcade Fire, Boxer by The National, Favorite Worst Nightmare, Arctic Monkeys, Strawberry Jam, Animal Collective, Graduation by Kanye West. Then I'm getting Icky Thump by The White Stripes. Dude, 2007 is actually sneaky really deep. Oracular Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Sound of Silver by LCD Sound System, my favorite one. Gaga 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 by Spoon. Wincing the Night Away by The Shins. Um, because of the Times by Kings of Leon. Writer's Block, Peter Bjorn and John. There's good stuff from 07. That's it's re- like Yeah, it's really good. I it's tough. I I'm taking a look now at some different years and That's my Manu Ginobili is the year two thousand seven. <laughs> yeah, dude, coming off the bench. I... 08 is is relatively strong too, because you get that first Fleet Foxes record. You get Midnight Organ Fight. You get the first Vampire Weekend record. You get Dear Science by TV on the radio. Yeah. Devotion I, by Beach House. First Bonnie Vare record. I would give some consideration first to... First Titus Andronicus record. I would give some thought to... Um, I'm trying to think, man. I think like 2004 I might give some consideration. It It's not all it's the a good way year. Great. It's a good year. College Dropout. Hot Fuss. Funeral. Yep. Good news for people who have bad news. American Idiot. Yep. Um, Antics by Interpol. Yep. That Franz Ferdinand album, which I've never listened to. Milk Eyed Mender by Joanna Newsom. The Five Burrows by uh, Brian Wilson's Smile evidently came out that year. Sung Tongs, Animal Collective. Yep. That's a strong year. That's I a think really good it year. It might be like 2004. I took a look at 2006. It's just not enough. No. 06 has Whatever People Say I Am, yep. which is big. Sam's Town. Ease um, by Joanna Newsom. Broken Boy Soldiers by The Raconteur. St. Elsewhere by Niles Barkley, which I liked a lot. Return to Cookie Mountain. Boys and Girls in America. Hold steady. I, I thought some about that, but I think ultimately I want a 2000s representative and you scooped them. I did. I, I'm going to probably go 04. Okay. Um, That's a good pick. There's a lot of, it's there's some pick. really good albums there. Uh, my last one, if I were to take a flyer, like I mentioned, is, is 2012 because you're getting Good Kid Mad City, Celebration Rock by Japan Droids. Uh, Channel Orange by Frank Ocean. Yeah. 2012 is a deep year. It, it's maybe, looking back now, not as great at the top as we maybe once thought it was, but mm-hmm. there's a mm-hmm. lot of ones there that I love that would be just easy to listen to. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tough... It's, it'd be interesting to hear what someone from another generation would do because yeah, I think it would skew less... 2000s and then just 60s, 70s. Yeah. Like, we had... Uh, we, have our to- we have our token 90s pick in there. We had some 90s. Nothing from the 80s, Did you have though. a 90s selection? 91. 91. Yeah. yeah. Which was my, like... Ah, you know what? Mine's a little more... Uh, well, okay. I do have two representatives from the 2010s, but I have 69, 71, 91, you know? That's, yeah, that's I have two bad. 60s, two yeah, 70s, and a 90s. All we really needed was to probably throw an 80s in there, but I, and we'd be fine. What, what we could have done as a wrinkle is... We have to take one from, from each, each of those decades. Yeah. But I don't think that's as fun. It's not as fun. Because I'd be forcing it with... What would you those. take from the I'd 80s? I probably would take... 86? I'd probably take 1984, because it has Let It Be by The Replacements, which is probably my favorite 80s album. Um, it has the first, first Smiths 
album? Dude, well, Queen is Dead is 86. Yeah, so I think it does have that first Smiths record. 86 is big, dude. 86, you got um, Maybe it, yeah. Graceland, um, The Queen is Dead, Life's Rich Pageant by R.E.M., um, So by Peter Gabriel. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe it's not quite 80, as 84 big. is pretty good. It has Purple Rain, which I'm not a huge fan of. Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. Unforgettable Fire by U2. Double Nickels on the Dime by Minutemen, which I've always been meaning to listen to. It has Hatful of Hollow by the Smiths and the first Smiths record. Um, also has Reckoning by R.E.M. Um, and then, like I said, it has Let It Be uh, mm. by the replacements as well. So um, pretty strong. I, I would, That's probably what I would take. And then there's a lot of room to grow there, too. Because there's, like, records from The Fall, um, Wham, Jake. Can't say no to Wham. Certainly not. You know what? Actually, it's interesting. Whenever I look at one of the years, as I'm Googling it for the first time, I see the first three, and I'm like, hey, I'd consider this. Yeah, I know. And then I look through the rest, yep. and I'm like, ah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm the same way. It doesn't I'm run the that same deep. way, yeah. Okay, so final starting five for you, 1969, 2010, 2016. 71 and 91. Yep. Very nice. I, I That was actually like a fun exercise. That was nice. Yeah, it was cool. A trip down memory lane. Yeah, it was. Memories it was. we don't have. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. For many of those years. Seriously. For literally um, all of my years. Yeah, right, that was... 94, I was two. That was a good one. Um, Jake, I am finally ready to unleash okay. my half-baked hot take, which might actually just be fully baked at this point. The half-baked hot take that I have here is that Post Malone is the modern day Led Zeppelin. Okay? Let it's that sink in one. for a second. It's a wild one in a world where Greta Van Fleet exists. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, that's too obvious. Well, right. It wouldn't be a hot take. Right. But like, if there's a modern day Led Zeppelin... Actually, you know what? It's not Greta Van Fleet. Because they... Led Zeppelin didn't copy someone as much as Greta Van Fleet exactly. is copying. Well, here, here's but the yeah, thing. I see what you're, what you're here, getting at. Here's, here's the first reason why I, I'm making this comparison. They both stole music from black people and sold it to a white middle class audience. That just eats it up. You had you had Zeppelin ripping off these old black blues singers. And you have Post Malone ripping off rap and R&B artists. It's, it's not an unfair argument. And like, it's interesting... Rip off, I think, has a negative connotation. Okay, not, but I, I don't always think of it that way, right? Because everyone ripped off everybody. Exactly. But I, I agree with you. But you know what I mean? It's yeah. the same type of. You can make the same criticism. They're both very. Also, I, I know you. Well, wait. Oh, I, I have know, a whole, I have a whole not, agenda here, I know. Jake. I'm not yeah. going to steal your point. I had a point, but it's one okay. of yours, so I'm not going to steal. Um, it. my second one here. He Post Malone looks shocking, and I'm sure would scare adults if if they interacted with this man or saw him or or saw their kids listening to him. He's got the face tattoos. He's scary looking. He's got the barbed wire on his forehead. He looks disgusting. He has like grills in his mouth, the matted weird hair, a neck beard. There, the yeah. There was this story about how he came off stage at a festival. And gave a fan a hug, and he smelled so bad, she threw up from what she described as his musk. That's so. <laughs> and gross, okay, so dude. you know, 
maybe Led Zeppelin weren't as outwardly gross, but I think if you were a parent in the late 60s, early 70s, and you were seeing Robert Plant's tight pants, his, like, blouse that is tied, like, open-chested, you have Jimmy Page wearing a fucking dragon suit. As a parent, you were probably afraid of the feelings it, it, it brought out of you. Uh, exactly. You're so cool. I think, you know, like... Man or woman, you're like, am I attracted to Robert Plant? With Post Malone, you're, like, pure disgust. Led Zeppelin, you're like, uh, I'm a little turned on, but I'm scared of what that means. It's two sides of the same coin, Jake. And I don't like what this is doing to my kids. Exactly. So I have looks, basically, are shocking. Um, this other one, Post Malone, he's almost died. And maybe there's talk of him selling his soul to the devil. That is an internet rumor because he was involved in a number of different weird accidents. I think he was on a plane that had to land. They had to do an emergency landing. There was something wrong with the plane. Um, I think there was something else that had happened too. And there's been a groundswell, Jake, of is Post Malone going to die because he needs to to pay for uh, his fame. And that was always the rumor about Led Zeppelin as well. That they sold their soul to the devil at the crossroads for their fame and fortune. Jimmy Page, an acolyte of Aleister Crowley. Exactly. Um, And then if you put together all of the surrounding stuff with Led Zeppelin too, if you look at, you know, Robert Plant's son died. You you have John Bonham dying. Mm -hmm. Um, Like there's eerie weird things. Substance abuse, you know. John Bonham loved drinking vodka and beer. Post Malone loves drinking Bud Light and like cough syrup yeah like probably codeine um so my other one here critics don't like him Mm -hmm. critics don't like him but he's hitting on exactly what music fans want at this time right now that's the key difference here because it was the same thing with led zeppelin the kids loved it they couldn't get enough critics didn't like it though they didn't get it it's the same thing with post malone i think that one and the stealing music one are my two strongest arguments so i was gonna say the and this was the point that I was going to say, and then I remembered you have it too. Your fourth point here about about critics is, I think, your strongest. Yes. And I I think it, it's really interesting, actually, because they the pure populist appeal of Post Malone yep. and Led Zeppelin, despite the resistance of critics, is actually really funny. Yep. Because it's like, with Post, and I'm sure with Zeppelin, like, you listen to Led Zeppelin now, and you're like, dude, this is fucking sick. Exactly. Like, this is awesome. Yeah, and that's what I say about Post Malone. I'm like, this just does it. This just does it for me. Why are, why were critics so, yeah. uh, like, up in arms about it? And it's probably because, like, they didn't need to help create the mm-hmm. groundswell. They didn't really need to help mm-hmm. do any of it. It just took off. Yep. And they're, you know, maybe yep. a little jealous, Sean, yeah. these critics. Oh, 100%. Um, and then the last one, he's just stupidly famous. Like, yeah. he, Post Malone has become one of the biggest names in music. The numbers he puts up are unreal. Zeppelin did the same thing. They were selling out arenas, selling a crazy amount of records, topping the charts, kind of the same deal. So um, I think this is a pretty unimpeachable ironclad argument, Jake. Post Malone is the modern-day Led Zeppelin. What yeah, do you I mean, think? I think um, you made the argument quite well. Um, and yeah, do I agree? Maybe. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that there there's many... That's who, that's all I can hope for from a half-baked hot take is... Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm here for sure. it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, it's like, fun. I'm not I, leaving in a fury. No, yeah, you're no. not like, come on. Come it's on, more man. like, yeah, yeah, sure. I see the comparisons. Yeah, all right, thank you. Sean, I have a recommendation of the week Lay for it you. on us. Um, so, it's someone who is not for everybody. Right. And who, I don't even know that... 
I'm not sure. Have you listened to this artist, really? I think I gave one album a try in high school, and it was not the right age. Okay. my The artist I'm talking about is Frank Zappa. Francis Vincent Zappa. Um, an interesting character, to be sure. Um, you can say that again. Yeah. So, Frank Zappa was... I'm sure everyone's heard of Zappa, but the thing is, is like people don't actually like know what he did for the most part. He was like a composer and a musician who wrote music in the genres of like jazz, fusion, and rock, and wrote lyrics that were almost entirely satire mm. and comedy. Like he's like a big early form of comedy rock. Yeah, and um, was a musical genius. Like was a self-taught like. His music is insanely complex to the point where, like, he, and he does it so seamlessly that you don't realize it, but he's playing stuff in really weird times, mm -hmm. really fast tempos. Like, it, it's crazy shit, and it all sounds so silly because of the content of his lyrics yeah. and stuff. Um, so two two takeaways. One, I've been going back and listening to the album Apostrophe mm -hmm. from 1974, mm. which if you're ever going to try to get into Zappa proper, I would just say give that a shot. Um it's it's funny the song "Don't Eat the Yellow Snow" and Nanook rubs it. Yes, I think you've showed me those before. They're really good. It's a really really good album. It's definitely silly, and if you can get over the lyrics and just enjoy the, he also has a billion records, by the way. I see you sifting so through. many albums. Um, you passed Jesus. it. I saw it there. Um, Apostrophe is really good. It's both really funny and it's musically complex. I want to get into Hot Rats. The other album I wanted to talk about is. Uh, Freak Out by the Mothers of Invention, right. Zappa's original band. So I remember when we talked about Dedicated to Bobby Jameson yeah. by Ariel Pink. I believe then and now I either said or thought that it reminded me of Freak Out in some ways because it's this kind of pastiche of different tropes from the 60s. So a couple things. This album came out in 1966, was pretty ahead of its time. And, and the thing about Zappa is he was like part of what they called like the freak scene yeah sort of like predating true psychedelia this album is really really weird help i'm a rock help i'm a rock is really funny here's the thing wowie though, zowie here's the thing though dude so on this track list from top to bottom until you get to the last three tracks which are a weird like experimental suite yeah the rest of this album is super super catchy yeah and just like really funny quirky and like i said catchy so like aerial pink yeah yeah like 60s rock yeah and it's all satire but he's doing it so well it may as well not right be. right right that's and, so interesting and you get some of that zappa humor yeah. in there like wowie zowie the whole song is it's just about this girl named wowie zowie yeah. and it's this doo-wop parody because yeah. he loved like doo-wop music <laughs> the, i'm gonna check this out I Th think, this sounds cool i think you would like i'm gonna freak out. i'm gonna check it out i'm gonna i'm gonna make a playlist i'm gonna add it I am going to listen, Jake. So basically, my recommendation of the week to people is give Freak Out a listen because I think... Sounds cool. I tried it in high school, and at the time, I always had takeaways from it. I was always like, okay, I like a few of those songs. The last three freaked me out. Yeah. Um, Help, I'm a Rock, and like Susie Cream Cheese Returns <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's funny, dude. Like, there's a part at the end where it's just Zappa. It's him like talking into the mic, and he's like, Susie? Susie Cream Cheese? <laughs> and this girl's like, yeah. And he's like... This is your conscience, baby. Uh, we haven't talked in a little while. He, like, he, like where he came up with this shit, I don't know. Yeah. One other, the last thought I have is that I have a a conflicted relationship with Zappa, Sean. Yeah. Because he 
was a noted sort of like iconoclast yeah. and was not big on the Beatles. Right. And in right. fact, released an album, which you can see. We're if only you scroll, in it for the money. We're only in it for the money. Parodies. With parodying Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. I listened to this album for the first time the other day. It's actually really, really interesting. And very, and it's, it's funny. And it's like, dude, like the, these opening tracks, like he hated hippies and never did drugs. For example, like tried that, marijuana once or twice. That it blows my mind. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's the maybe the craziest that thing about Zappa. Crazy. He was like a libertarian, weird dude who made the craziest music you've ever heard. Yeah, was a musical genius. Never did drugs and would kick dudes out of his band if they did drugs, and oh. like outwardly hated hippies. Wow. And there's songs on "We're Only in It for the Money" where he's like. He's talking as if he's a hippie. He's like, man, I'm going to move to San Francisco and get the crabs. He's like, but I won't even care that I have the crabs because I'll be in a rock and roll band, man. It's so fucking funny. In regard- uh, so the- ahead of his time, it sounds yeah. like. So the point is, is that Zappa, I have, again, a conflicted relationship with him. But I, I, I realized lately, like, on net, I like him. Yeah. And I think he challenges... It's kind of like what you said, like when you talk about "Let It Be" by the Replacements and how they named it that to say like you shouldn't idolize yeah. people so much that you can't, or like right. phony Beatlemania is bitten the dust. Right. I think a certain amount of like questioning the i the the canon, of, the yeah, idol that yeah. is a, a band, especially the Beatles, is important. I, I completely um, agree, I, and that's cool. It's very cool. So, anyways, Frank Zappa in general is my recommendation nice. of the week to very people nice. if you have the like the stomach for it. It's, yeah, it's interesting yeah. stuff. Um, let's wrap up with a release radar, Jake. This is a weird kind of pack, not packed, but like there's cool stuff. So this new Empress of album, Us, is coming out. Uh, on the 19th tomorrow mm-hmm. um, which is I've heard a couple songs from it they're really good yeah. I really like that last one too I think this is going to be a really good album um, also somehow there's a Cloud Nothings album that snuck up on us that's coming out tomorrow this song was not on my radar last building all. burning I've heard one single from it the single didn't grab me on the first listen and I just like never went back and never listened to any of the other singles and now we have a new Cloud Nothings album tomorrow. So that's great. Well, and that was the tail of the tape with um, that that last record. What was that last one called? Life Without Sound? Yeah, which, but... Which eventually... No, I didn't... There was a single that had come out way before, and that was, and I loved it. Modern Act. Modern Act had come out the pre- year previous, and I was, all, I was like, okay, I'm excited for this. Oh, right. And remember... And it came out early in the year, so it was like one of those albums where it's like, okay, this is one of the first big ones we're well, getting. I guess what I should say is that I remember when we first listened to that album, it didn't immediately grab us as a record. No, it didn't. It didn't. And it, it eventually didn't. like found its way into like our top tens. Of I the year. would, I think, expect the same from this With one this, based yeah. off what I've been hearing. Uh, we also get a new How to Dress Well album called The Anteroom, which is a cool name, The Anteroom. Here's the deal with How to Dress Well, Jake. I've always liked him. I've always liked his music. Even when I'm not interested at all, like with his last album, I forget what it's even called. I didn't give a shit about it. It came out in 2015 or 16. Care. Care. Even that was like, oh, this is actually still pretty good. I begrudgingly am like, shit, this guy's been nothing but consistent. But I can't say I'm excited for this album. Here's Here's my unfair take. The dude, and I've listened to some How to Dress Well. I've always liked it, never totally loved it. He always looks like he just farted his Oh, my face. God, I know. I know. And, and he looks like a guy who would take himself not just a little, but a lot too seriously. I think he does. I think that's the knock on him. I heard 
a story about him that he was like a dick to people at a show or that's, something that surprises me zero i might be slandering him now but that's i think i remember reading that and i've heard he he does kind of take himself pretty seriously and that i think has turned me off to him a little bit because those first few records how to dress well is not a great name for a project it, in my opinion it's either. not it's not it's not i think it's kind of lame it's not again some good music um those first couple records though jake were really good mm. and i think captured a moment in the start of this decade love, about, love remains in 2010 and total loss in 2012 talk about musicians who are white and steel black Dude, oh my god like you read about um total loss in particular is excellent uh i think he was really onto something kind of peaked with what is this heart uh really good songs on there didn't totally hold together as a full album and then care was you know it was fine it, it was just more of the same so he's been excruciatingly consistent i would say um we'll see we'll see about this album though I, I can't say i'm excited for it and then finally jake somehow greta van fleet is releasing just their first album now i, thought I feel like happened. we've been talking about them for two years now i thought that this album... is their first official album the other two were just eps that got put together into a full release so it didn't really count but this okay. new album is called anthem of the peaceful army uh i read a preview of it uh by stephen hyden on up rocks today uh he sort of interviewed him but didn't really use like the lead singer didn't use many quotes apparently he talks in a fake british accent even though they're from michigan so these guys really are starting to rub me the wrong way actually they annoy the shit out of me Me i'm not gonna lie no they annoy me too because they are they strike me as They're an like, industry plant. They are. They are. 100%. Dude, the article was like... An industry Robert plant. Seriously. The article even said they were shepherded, shepherded in by this producer who brought in Lord and um, Paramore into like the pop scene, basically. I mean, I never took it seriously. I just think with Greta Van Fleet... They take themselves seriously. I know Dude, they they do. actually think they're making like cutting edge in meaningful rock music i know and like the thing is is like what i enjoyed on that first ep was like how funny it was exactly to listen to a band so blatantly yes. rip off led zeppelin and like yes. and like there was also the the subplot of like and these songs aren't bad either you know what that only works for though is a four song ep first ep as like an experiment if you keep doing that first of all it's diminishing returns second of all it, it becomes so boring i wonder what they sound like now i wonder what the well i'm gonna i mean i feel like i have to listen to them. that's the thing though like they're gonna get the plays they're gonna get the streams fuck these guys i don't they, like them and they're like these these young they're like night half the band is 19 19 and 22 year yeah. old like good looking oh yeah fucking perfect hair just like led zeppelin man yeah yeah are we the parents are we the post no no because we're looking at it with a different eye we're not yeah, we're like true. led zeppelin that's true i don't think much of the critical backlash to led zeppelin was like they're like cashing in on this uh, thing uh, and they're yeah. and they're an industry plant D right yeah true true like, true so yeah we got a new greta van fleet dude all i needed to know about greta van fleet the nail in the coffin was i was listening to the bill simmons podcast and he was interviewing fuckboy Kevin Durant and his manager. And his manager... Liked Greta Van Fleet. He's like, Greta Van Fleet's ch changing music, man. I was like, oh, okay. 
that's how I know they're not, and they actually suck. Yeah. Because if this dude thinks they're awesome. <laughs> Bad look. What's for... his manager's name? That guy sucks. I don't remember his name. Anyways, I don't. if you're familiar with Kevin Durant's manager, like... In his interviews with Bill Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, that's the music for this week. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about those next week. Looking forward to it. That should be um, a fun, like, varied discussion. Very different, very different. Maybe we can come up with another... Uh, kind of think piece discussion in the same vein yeah perhaps um, another draft something like this yeah perhaps a a lineup of individual musicians yes. as a basketball team yes i like that I and like you gotta that. use you gotta equate a skill of theirs yes. to a skill on the court i like that we can take the comparison a step further i get chris novoselic at center because he's six eight it's like, well, he's undersized for center. Well, not for a musician's that's league. True. That's true. Because you're going to have <laughs> a musician's league. Because you're going to have fucking 5 2 Bob <laughs> Dylan true. running points. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right. We will see you guys next week. Stick around for the after show. Thanks, everyone. We're on. Um, so today, Sean, in a meeting, mm-hmm. someone on my team was just like kind of joking around, talking like silly, didn't mean anything by it or know the reference, and said Felitone, like instead of telephone. Yeah. And I was like, that's what Mr. Weasley calls the telephone. That, oh, yes. And then yes. It, that broke into a like a small sidebar about Harry Potter, oh. which I was pleased so about. So they actually were like receptive to the Harry Potter reference. They didn't know the reference, but oh, many okay. others on my team Good, did. good, good. I feel like it's weird to not get Harry Potter references. Well, you, like you, well may, maybe not weird, but you'll feel left out. It's someone who doesn't have kids and is a couple, like a generation or two, like around oh. our parents' generation and doesn't okay. have kids. So that makes sense. Like, I can see that. Realistically... If I were in their shoes, I probably wouldn't either. No. No, 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 no. You know, I, know it, about well, HP. If you care about culture, Jake, and, and good art. Right. Um, this then, person does. This person does. They just don't well, know Harry Potter. I guess they don't then, because they don't well, know Harry Potter. So Harry Potter is a very popular kind of, phenomenon. Kind of on them. Um, yeah, I had a full day of, of actually working today, like work working really um pretty tired actually yeah man pretty tired it wasn't even like super taxing but like you know you get to the end of a long work day jake you're tired you know yeah what if i was really patronizing hey welcome back (laughs) (laughs) i've been i've been up for a while i've been up for a while and tired for a while (laughs) i've been tired five days a week for a while I'm like stressed five days a week for a while. Like, I, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, dude. Like, wow. Show, Fucking relax. Show. I don't even have the agenda pulled up. Um, but yeah, so where we going? Kind of tired. Maybe getting sick. Uh, Damn, dude. It is a great time of the year for sports, though. Basketball's back. Um, Who you got? I, I see you put your draft target. I in did. There. I did. I have a draft target list. Yeah. See, I didn't think a lot about the millennium yet, so I'm going to probably well, steal your ideas. Well, sure, sure. Because, Sean, uh, I didn't have a lot of time to think about that today. I didn't, I wish I had. Yeah. I just didn't, I didn't have a lot of time to mull it over. Yeah, mull of Kintyre. 
Mm, right. <laughs> yeah, Mull of Kintyre indeed. <laughs> it's gonna be a weird episode. It, you like? Yeah, it is. Hold on. Let me just do something like Mulkintyre. <laughs> Mulkintyre. Oh, how do we determine who gets the first draft? Pick? Uh, let's flip a coin. Flip a coin. Do, do have we coin? have one? You know what we'll do, Jake? We'll Google coin flip. Okay. I'll take tails. Never fails. Google literally flips it for you. Tails. All right. Yeah. I know what I'm taking. Okay. That's really cool. That's really cool that they offer that. Wow. What a great company. Google. Google. Do no evil. That's right. That's their motto, Sean. Do, yeah. It's like they have been embroiled in multiple... <laughs> Scandals. Scandals. <laughs> <laughs> This this sound that we both just made uh, <laughs> is like I'm declining from uh, I'm 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 declining from my laugh now and like I hope you have something to say because I because I sh- certainly don't and I'm too tired to think of anything is is that certainly where you pronounce the t hard yeah. is that a reference to something no I just think it's really funny to like enunciate because I've been noticing you doing that <laughs> yes yes a lot I think it's just really funny. <laughs> Not using the glottal T, yeah. which is, I guess, what that's called. But oh, when you just do, I didn't know that. Like, if you say bottle, you don't say okay. bottle. Bottle. A bottle. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly not. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I just like doing that. Um, are we good? We good to dive in? Yeah, I see I see one out, one year that you don't have on yours, so I don't feel as bad. Anymore. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe I'm just uh, holding it in my back pocket, Playing Jake. possum? Yeah, playing possum. Uh, you... Did you ever think of that? No, I didn't. And ultimately, okay. like it doesn't matter because it's like a major. Well, Jake, game. I have draft targets. I have a big board, so I don't know about you. I don't. No, you're, I don't. You're I... going in blind. This is the equivalent of when you would play a Madden franchise and you'd finish the season and it'd be time for the draft and you were supposed to do like draft tasks leading yeah. up to it, like hire a scout or like do all this stuff so you actually knew who to draft. I would just go in blind and pick random players, and then I'd turn them into studs anyways. Bell cows, Jake. <laughs> oh, I think I found another I like. Okay, oh, okay, okay. I'm okay. like, I'm like, good. This is a loopy. Uh, this is gonna be a loopy one. Bell cows. <laughs> <laughs> Shag Makino, a creative player that that ended up on. Creative uh, players are really fun. One of my franchises as a concept. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, let me make sure we're rolling. We okay. are. Okay. In fact, rolling. Okay, good. I'm I'm good to go. We're okay. gonna start right in with the think piece. Uh, no. Hot thoughts. Hot thoughts. I didn't see the hot, hot thoughts about Kurt Vile. Well, the pickle run like chickens from the dickens. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, Those lines are so fucking funny. They're, they're ridiculous. They're, we'll yeah. get into it. Uh, all right, let's dive in here. Episode 134. Paul Pierce's number was 34, Sean. It's true. It's true. Paul Pierce's birthday was five days ago. Wow. Tell you what. You're a freak. <laughs> Tell you what, Sean. We're going to abort mission here. Like the challenge. And we're going to do... Right. Sort of. We're going to do a Space and Paul Pierce themed episode. I would be down for that because I did just see First Man and I'm very into space right now. It's very interesting. It's also terrifying. Isn't it interesting 
when like, when you think about like what's the lowest bar thing that other people have done that you'll never do? As an example, for me, I'll never dunk a basketball on a ten foot. Oh, okay, okay. I just like I um, there's no way it will happen because I already have surpassed my athletic peak, which was very low to begin with. Mine and I dunk is probably something like I'm like a picky eater. Not as bad now, but it's probably something. Oh, you know what? It, you know what it is? Is it, what it's gonna be for me is like Disney World. You're it's never like, gonna go. Maybe I don't know. You you uh, you'll never experience this as a kid. You might if you have kids or something. Yeah. You might bring your kids to Disney World. Yeah. Or are you talking more about just like an accomplishment? Like as an example, okay. like there, I sometimes think like I will never be in space. I for sure right, know that. Right. I'll never go to the moon. Right. There's no fucking Where way. Go when I said the moon. Uh, well, Jake, you also don't know what technological advancements might... Let me put it this way. I wouldn't want to go to the moon. No, I wouldn't either. I would be... What if there's tranquility-based hotel and casino there? On those conditions alone would I go. And the martini police are playing? Would you go? I would be pretty excited if that were the case. I would go. I would be gobsmacked, Sean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, By the experience. I would be scared shitless of the flight. I would, too. And, like... That alone would almost be deterrent enough. Oh, for sure. It's like there's certain things like like you know how like there's certain rides people go on. Yeah. Where I'm just like, yep, I know that's never me. for me. Not for me. Don't care. Because yeah. I'm too afraid. It's like there's a threshold. It's like there's a certain degree to which you challenge yourself and push yourself past right. a point. It'll be fun. It'll be an exciting right. thing. And an adrenaline rush. And then there's things that are just too much. Yeah, and that's definitely too much. Going to fucking space. And I was thinking about that while I was watching First Man. I was like, what would you do? How would you feel if you were in his shoes? And I'd be like, I'd be so anxious and nervous and terrified that I'd want to die. That I'd rather be dead than to deal with the reality (laughs) of my situation. Me too, dude. And I would be so fucking scared. Yeah, I'd shit myself and puke at the same time continuously. (laughs) In a... Like puddle of my own piss and shit, <laughs> shit. yeah, the, all the just all at once, continuously, I constantly for the duration <laughs> yeah. of the flight. Oh yeah, they're like, uh, uh how <laughs> we landed safely on lunar surface, <laughs> and you're, you're <gasps> my space helmet is full of vomit, and you, I have long ago asphyxiated and died on it. You died like shortly, <laughs> after, but we didn't even break the atmosphere. You died shortly after launch. <laughs> Of asphyxiation. No and one noticed. You went out like a legend. You went out like Bono. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bonzo. Bon- sorry. Yeah, Not yeah. Bono. Yeah. Bono like <laughs> has never done a drug no. or something like that. Oh really? Well he was like they were like a, a clean. Totalers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Alright, let's dive in here, Jake. Uh three, two, three, one, launch. <laughs> 